Welcome to The Travelling Senorita, episode 111. I am back in Brisbane town, the riverside city, the aftermath of the floods of end of February, March 2022 will not be forgotten. Uh, Northern rivers and Brisbane in particular were absolutely smashed. So a couple of weeks on, we've made our way back um, from Sydney because we got stuck down there drove down and then we were not able to continue to come back up um, with Hawkesbury River rising and about 130 road closures on last count. So we thought it best just to safe, safely stay in the eastern suburbs of Sydney and uh, do some storytelling down there while we watched on in Oh, in, in shock, in horror, the two regions that we live, um, Brisbane and Northern Rivers, uh, just watch them get smashed by a almighty torrential rain slash flood. Um, as I said, two weeks on, uh, everywhere I'm going, they're saying it's about 50% cleaned up, which is um, quite astounding considering the mess that is still around, particularly in the villages of the Northern Rivers from Chindra through to the valleys beyond Mwollomba. Um, so well done to everybody involved. As far as I can tell, it was literally people um, saving people and people helping people. Uh, it took a long time for the services such as the army to be deployed. Um, obviously the SES volunteer were amazing, but generally speaking, it was the community that um, raised up and led the charge with operating uh, volunteer centres, um, deploying boats and jet skis up and down the Tweed River to um, give people medicine and save them literally, also in Lismore too. So um, a lot of carnage down there. Uh, there's still people that are um, either missing or unaccounted for because their roads have been so damaged that they can't get in or out um, but as it stands it's a natural disaster uh, the government has um, currently stepped up to support there was a lot of talk about it being the labor heartland versus the liberal heartland all of that just absolutely shits me on every level uh, it's people it's not about politics so hopefully um, being the eternal optimist that i am it'll be a revolution we will see the people rise above it all and yeah, just call out bad behavior and not put up with it anymore. So I uh, today I wanted to talk about my time in Sydney. I did a, a story, a written story called Darling of Harbours. And I came up with that as I was driving over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. It had not long been opened back up from um, an extended lockdown in COVID. Um, the city was sparkly as I drove over the Harbour Bridge. It was looking really cool as the sun was setting over um, Sydney Harbour, in particular the Opera House. So I kind of thought I'd start my stories there around Darling Harbour. Um, Darling Harbour has been around for, oh, I think it's a few decades now. The Novotel there um, is about to round its 30th birthday. So I always think about the iconic Novotel um, as one of the first hotels that was built in Darling Harbour and then the opening of it through to Cockle Bay and the restaurants and shops that adorn the harbour. 
But there's been a lot of other things happening in and around Darling Harbour. Um, the harbour is so spectacular. It's probably one of the most beautiful harbours um, in the world. And when you sail in there, which I strongly suggest you do, whether it's by ferry or we came through through the heads on a sailboat some 30 years ago and you just come into the harbour and it just opens up into this wonder of yeah twists and turns and yeah there's views from so many vantage points um it's definitely a stunning harbour and uh that is what forms sydney and the essence of sydney town so we went exploring into different little pockets around the harbour uh, we went to darling point and into piedmont so that's a little gentrified area that sort of started historically as a port with um, wheat and rum and wool to name a few things and that's the port that used to bring all of that in so it's still got that kind of industrial feel to it with the cobblestone streets but it's now um, residential and lots of little shops cafes restaurants and pubs apparently there is more pubs per capita in that little piedmont area than there is anywhere else in sydney so there's an um, iconic pub called Terminus, which has got a rich, dark history um, from the uh, wharf characters that used to frequent that pub through to now having a fantastic beer garden and upstairs area, great food, and just still a really neighborhood uh, pub. But you can feel the character in the Terminus Hotel when you go in there. You can feel that there was a lot of history, um, you know, probably a lot of rum, um, consumed in the Terminus Hotel I imagine and then not far around from that corner is um, uh, where the rum was actually delivered into Australia so that's an interesting part of the Terminus history and then there's also a um, lot of apartments so it's very much sort of urban dwellings um, all around the Piedmont area and why not like beautiful spot to live in the sense of the views back to Darling Harbour and across um, to the Opera House and Bridge. It's um, got lots of green open spaces. So there's obviously been urban designers go in there and work out you know, per capita or ratio of apartments to the parks that are available um, as open green spaces. And you, know, you don't have to live in Piedmont to enjoy them. It's a place that you would go and picnic and just enjoy the views of the harbour. As you look from Darling Point around, you can see the new Barangaroo Precinct, which is the Crown uh, Casino area, but more so it's got some really cool um, global eateries, um, sculptures, and just a really stunning precinct that's opened up called Barangaroo. So that is absolutely worth uh, cruising around if you're in the Piedmont area keep walking through Darling Harbour and across to Barangaroo. I mean for me it's just walking walking in Sydney if, if you just follow the the curves the natural curves of the harbour you go around until you get to Circular Quay and then you head up the long streets um, to Pitt Street and um, George Street along the way and you're in the city so it's one of those uh, one of those uh, CBDs it's just easy to get around if you follow the contours of the harbour then you can jump on a ferry when you're at um, Circular Quay and head for the day over to Manly to check out what's gone, going on over there, have a surf, or you can come back and head down to Watson's Bay, which has got to have one of the most spectacular cliff 
face views in the world. So that's just stunning down there. Um, you've got the uh, recently renovated Watson's Bay Hotel, which is again another hi- hi- iconic hotel that has now been turned into like a really swanky beer garden and a great place to grab some seafood and sit by the water. Um, back on the ferry you come around and you're into Circular Quay and the best way to get around in Sydney is via ferry because when you come in in the harbour you re- literally are seeing some of the best views around from Luna Park under the bridge through to the Opera House. It's just spectacular when you come through um, into Circular Quay that way by a ferry. And you jump off at Circular Quay, head up into the CBD, and I found a fantastic new hotel, which I really am impressed with. It is actually the old waterboard hotel, um, sorry, waterboard building. So the head office for, I guess, Sydney Water. Um, and it is 1930s, so incredibly Art Deco style. Uh, and just this really gorgeous building with swinging doors and this really eclectic Art Deco style. And a brand from overseas, I believe it's the first time in Australia, um, Mar- um, Kimpton Margot is, has taken over the hotel there. There was another hotel there that the name escapes me, which was more of a tourist um, hotel, if you like. Uh, this is now a gorgeous well-appointed hotel uh, from the brand that launched in the US. I think they've got one in San Fran um, and Kimpton Margot, stunning brand, beautiful hotel. And they've done things like really engage the local markets. So getting someone on board like Luke Mangan, the chef, who I did a podcast with just recently, uh, well, well-renowned um, Australian chef, but also across the world, Um, as he's been involved with um, in-flight menus and on cruise ships. But he's also got a restaurant in Sydney called Glass that has been going for a very long time and it's fine dining on the harbour. And yeah, just one of those um, iconic restaurants uh, in the Hilton that uh, is very much um, renowned across Australia really. But Luke's got another uh, feather to his hat He's got a, another one called Luke's Kitchen, which he had in a different spot, but then when he was engaged by Kimpton Margot, it was a no-brainer for him to open up Luke's Kitchen adjacent to the main hotel foyer, which pretty much services the breakfast, um, you know, lunch and dinner. Also the tapas menu, which is in the swanky, Um, cocktail bar foyer area which I absolutely love the furnishings are divine Um, the designers have just really done a great job they've um, captured the essence of the Art Deco hotel it's super sized foyer so you just go there and have a cocktail and it just feels really nice place to hang out Um, it's an affordable hotel Uh, as I said it's just stunning uh, stunningly appointed so that's the uh, Kimpton Margot Um, in Pitt Street in the old waterboard 1930s Art Deco building and yeah definitely grab something to eat at Luke's Kitchen because that is a fabulous place. My tip is the garlic bread it is like none other it is almost like a croissant with cheese and garlic Um, yeah it's just stunning food Uh, really good homegrown cooking um, that Luke is renowned for. 
And when you walk back down to Circular Quay, if you want to continue back to Piermont, it's always about a, like a half hour walk, um, but it's, as I said, picturesque and beautiful. Um, I always stop off, off at the um, iconic Cafe Sydney building, um, which is in, I think it's in the old Treasury building and it's just uh, right opposite Circular Quay. Uh, fantastic views and you head up to the top level there's a restaurant and a bar and it's just been you know it's been there for a very very long time um, it's an iconic building and a great cake place to go and uh, have a sunset cocktail so that's Cafe Sydney then you can walk around to um, the Museum of Contemporary Art the MCA uh, which again has pride of place in a beautiful building that I believe has been refurbished and it again looks all the way over to the uh, Opera House and all through Circular Quay to the bridge beyond. It also has this fabulous rooftop cafe slash bar um, that operates during the day. Uh, so if you head to the MCA for an exhibition, take the lift up and go and check out the rooftop bar. That's the cool thing about Sydney. There is so many um, rooftop bars and areas like the rocks and around that you can see back through to the harbour. It just seems to be the crowning glory that the harbour is, uh, you know, pretty much has a vantage point from the whole way around the CBD um, harbour and it's, yeah, it's in impressive to say the least. I chose to stay in Piermont because I like to stay a little bit away from the hustle and bustle and Darling Harbour, you know, with the convention centre um, has got a lot going on. So we just walked a little further and stayed in a new hotel. I think it's one of the first um, hotels to open up recently in the uh, Piedmont area. And it's in an old Breville, Breville being the bread maker uh, building that used to be way, way back where they would store the wheat. So there's a lot of history in this building. Um, and that is the Aiden Hotel by Best Western. So they've just, you know, tastefully open up this uh, kind of urban hotel boutique style with dark hues and just comfortable cushionings a little um, cocktail bar and restaurant uh, and it's just really nicely done it's a locally owned family uh, Nicholas Chen who grew up in Piermont so he knows the area really well and he's also um, well traveled so he knew what he wanted in a hotel which wasn't necessarily really big rooms it was more about what's in the room so rather than having like tables and chairs and what have you it's literally about the king size bed um, and all of the touches uh, like a steamer for your clothes gorgeous cocktails and yeah toiletries and what have you it's a really beautiful hotel uh, they engaged a local artist to do the hand paint uh, painted botanicals on the walls so yeah that's that's the hotel that I chose to stay um, the Aiden in um, Piermont uh, which is really literally hop skip and jump and you're over in uh, Darling Harbour but I quite like the little uh, the the quietness and the neighborhood feel to Piermont so Aiden is definitely um, a good choice if you're after something to just chill out um, after a really big day of walking. Because as I said, that's one thing you do in Sydney, you walk a long way up and down and round and round, but it's worth it because the views are stunning. Well, that was my little uh, darling of harbours story today. I hope you enjoyed that folks. I'll check in next week. Ciao.